Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. It's going to be a bit of a different message. It's going to be a bit patchy. I've got some news to share and I want to share uh, how we arrived there and we're going to pray together and it's Pentecost Sunday and it's, I, I kind of, I've got some I'm going to try and follow them, but I equally want to be open to where Holy Spirit wants to lead as well. So I just wonder, why don't you just stretch out your hands? And and we've got to remember that this wasn't like, and Andy's always good at this, you know, what, singing some songs isn't the kind of starter before something else happens. It's, it's all the same thing. This is all an act of worship. I felt reminded of these verses during worship. those verses. It says in Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O you ancient gates, or you gates, lift up your heads, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. So I just want us as a family just to lift up our heads, to open our hearts, just allow the King of glory to come in. Where do you need him? Where do you need him? Just ask him now. Lift up your heads, lift up your hearts. Say, Jesus, I adore you. I'm here for you. I want to encounter you. I want to hear from you. I want to experience your presence. This is what this day represents, the empowering presence of God with his people. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Maybe just say that to yourself. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I, I just ask for healing to happen. Such a mystery, isn't it, this world, this life we live in? You've got broken bodies, minds, you're full of anxiety. I pray for the healing presence of Jesus to flood, to flood your heart. Where there's anxiety, I speak peace. Come, Holy Spirit. For our kids, for our dear kids, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Pray for joy. Pray as we turn our attention to you, joy will spring up in our hearts. For those that are grieving and mourning, pray for comfort and peace. For those that are confused and anxious, settle our hearts, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll, we'll pray at the end. I, I don't quite know how. We've got some thoughts. I'll hand back to Ralph and, and the gang and we'll, we'll see where we go. Um, but I'm definitely in a season of mourning after a, a hard football season. Believing with all my heart that Liverpool were going to either lift the Premier League or the Champions League. And me and Ralph have been just holding each other and crying together. It's a tough gig, guys. Better luck next year, hey? So I want to share some news and I want to 
let you know how kind of what, what's the latest for me, for M, for our family. Um, share how we got there, how we arrived there. And then we might kind of chat around tables. Around tables, just say together, come Holy Spirit, lay hands on one another. You don't have to do that. I know we live in this kind of COVID world still, and it's always good to say, please may I place my hand on your shoulder, stuff like that. But we really want to just see the activity of the Holy Spirit as well. Um, so firstly, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to, to you guys, our family, for allowing and creating this space. I mean, what other job allows you time out just to breathe a little bit? You know, I used to be a hospital porter. I used to work in psychiatry. I can't imagine phoning them and saying, do you mind if I just have a couple of months out just to breathe a little bit? And then going, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, we've, it's been a tough few years. This COVID, like, it's been tough, hasn't it? So I want to firstly say thank you so, so very much. So very much. For, for, for Andy, for John, for the team, the wonderful team, the wonderful trustees, this wonderful family for allowing this space. I love you guys. Thank you. The sabbatical has definitely, definitely felt like it's fulfilled a purpose. Great time to just breathe a little bit, time to just be, that sense of be still and know. Um, I've done a lot of decorating, which I'm terrible at, and just been, been still, been out in the garden, just, just resting and breathing and saying, Lord, what is next? Like, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to us in this season? So it's felt like it's fulfilled a purpose um, and time to just genuinely consider what the future could look like. So let me cut to the chase and then we'll back it up. I've, I've come to a place where it feels right and time to lay down pastoral ministry, to step away from pastoral ministry. I, I don't know what that looks like, how long for, whether that's forever, whether that's just for a season. Um, but it feel, I want to be crystal clear, it feels right and it feels time. So that effectively means me resigning from my role currently as interim uh, senior leader and, and any future leadership or staff role as part of Vine Life going forward. That's, that's surely my mum. That's my mum calling. Frank, is that my mum? Who's, who's who? You can answer it, it's fine. <laughs> I love the timing. things just like, now the phone rings. Um, so hopefully that's as clear as mud. Uh, if we can have the band back up and we'll, we'll worship a little bit longer. I just want to be really, really honest with you. Um, this is not a reactionary decision. This is not a decision that's been made out of pain. The last year has been extremely painful and confusing. And it would be crazy to not acknowledge that. It would be absurd. But I want you to know this is me and M landing on an empowered decision that we feel an incredible amount of peace in and joy actually and a rightness and a sense of it feels right with the us and the Holy Spirit type deal. And actually, do you know what? When we move from Hastings here, it's that same sense that we're feeling now. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't know how God speaks to me directly. It's like, is it audible? Is it just a wishy-washy cloud? Is it just a voice? But I know this voice. I know this is how he speaks to us. 
And we, we actually feel the same pretty much, and don't we, of when we moved and moved our family from as far down south as you can go to kind of north. Um, it's that same sense, and it feels right with us and the Holy Spirit. So the, there's the big headlines. Um, let me back it up a little bit, just so it doesn't, that's, that's pretty just boom, headlines. Um, let me share a little bit of the story. Then I've got a bit of an encouragement. That's why I said it's a bit patchy, because uh, I definitely don't want this to be all about me and our news. It's about Jesus and us together and a family. So I feel like I want to share something briefly as well. But these are, this is how we arrived there. Right at the start of the break, I couldn't meet with Andy and John. We were just kind of figuring out because I had COVID. <laughs> it was like such a damp squib. It was like a, a bit of a break, a bit of a starter before a break. But So I was on Zoom with these guys and Richard Annis, and many of you have seen Richard Annis. He came to speak here. And he just encouraged me. He said, listen, Sam, for you and M, have the freedom to just fully explore what's right for you. And when you land on what's right for you and Emma, it will actually be right for this community as well. Because God cares for all of us, right? So this just allowed a ton of freedom, actually, just to, I guess, be really open-handed and open-hearted with it all. Um, I've also been meeting uh, across these last few months with a guy called Neil Hudson, who leads an Elim church in Salford. Neil's just awesome, just cracking. Uh, and I've met with him three times for a period of like two hours each block, really. And he's completely off patch. He's unbiased. He had no agenda. He's not trying to lead me to a certain position or decision. But he asks some incredible questions. He's good at coaching, that kind of, that kind of guy. He just asks some incredible questions. And one of the questions he asked me several months ago now was, what do you think Vine Life means? this church community what do you think Vine Life needs going forward in terms of its leadership and this was the question that revealed everything because as I began to answer that I realised oh mama I don't see myself in a role I don't see myself as part of that future and it was a release it was a I don't want it to sound Flippant, but there was a there was a revealing that created freedom to genuinely explore what was right, what was right. So I felt, do you know what? I don't. As I began to answer, I don't see myself in that role. Nor did it feel right that I was any longer, and it felt okay. It felt okay, and it actually felt like something had shifted, like a moment had shifted, like the turning of a page. If you and this is what I said, in my humble little opinion. I said the leadership of this church, I believe, needs going forward is clarity, is purpose, is passion. It's a group of leaders or leader leaders, whatever that looks like, that carry a sense of the conviction and the calling of God and have clear vision for the way forward. Now, I don't mean a vision of like, we're going to be the church of a million and we're going to reach a city. Most churches say that, maybe not a church of a million, but most churches say the same thing. We're going to take this city and that's what, what I'm talking about is who are we? What is unique on this church community? Who are the right leaders to grab hold of that and say, this is where we're going? Because now more than ever, this community needs clarity. 
And I, hand on heart, believe that is something I cannot bring any longer. And I'm totally okay with that. I want you to see me smiling at you. I feel a ton of peace. It's hard to fully describe that, but it's, it's daunting, unknown, yet feel peaceful and clarity as well. And you see, the danger is actually staying in a role that you feel, man, these clothes don't really fit me. They look a bit baggy, a bit saggy. Probably do anyway. But it doesn't fit me. And you can stick to something, you just think, do you know what, no. I honestly feel, this might sound strange, but I feel like the grace to lead has just lifted. And it's an obedience thing now. And if I ignore that, it would feel disobedient. Do you understand that? So it's just like this, this grace has just lifted. And I honestly feel it's time to hand on to a new group of people that won't be as new, but just my, for my part in that, to hand on as well as I possibly can. And it feels right to do that. So for that reason, I've decided to resign as my current role, but any future role going forward. Any guest here? I'm so sorry. This is a bit of a strange one. <laughs> I checked this church out where some dude stood up and said, I'm off. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to visit somewhere else, I think, next week. Please don't come back. These guys are incredible. Um, because it's not quite like we're off, I'll explain. Emma and I are 100% together in this decision. 100%. Any emotion you see is not because I'm fudging it or trying to skirt it. It's just because I love you guys. I love this church. But we're 100% in this decision together. And it has come at a cost. And we haven't made it lightly. It's been months of careful, considered thought. Loads of talking. My poor wife, she's like, sometimes she's just like, shh, just... No more, no more words, no more words. But there's been hours of talking, prayer, and I, I don't want to exaggerate. We, some, you can always say, oh, we should have prayed just more. But you know when your, your heart is always an offering to the Lord, where you're like, Lord, you see it all, you see my tears, you see my anger, you see all of it. So we try to just give it, give it all to him. We've had friends lean in. We've had incredible advice, encouragement, challenge. All being put into this kind of ingredient bowl that's helped us land on the decision we have. So we've not made it on our own or in isolation. And although it does come at a cost, it's completely, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, so if you know of any good jobs, uh, generally, give a shout. Um, but we don't know. We just knew it was right to make a decision. To, someone said to us, it's like letting go of something to fully grab hold of something else, if you can understand that. So it comes at a cost. This is what I've done for 15 years. For 15 years, I've been in pastoral ministry. I've married people, if you understand what I mean. I've conducted weddings. I've buried close friends family members, scores of funerals. What an honour and privilege to stand at a graveside and recount Jesus' words, I'm the resurrection and the life. I've pastored people, I've loved people, 
I've cared for people, done it horribly at times, done it okay at other times. I've seen people saved and added and baptized. You guys had baptisms a few weeks ago. Damien, to see you and the crew getting baptized, wasn't it a joy? Been part of that, running alphas, we've been in prisons. So it, it's a cost, man. This isn't something we've just sort of thrown, thrown to the wind. But in and above it all, we honestly feel, an, don't we, an overwhelming sense of peace and clarity. And as best we know how, we feel Jesus is leading us this way. As best we know how. We feel he's given us permission, so we're trying to give ourselves that permission as well. But I want to be clear, we're still here. We're still here. We want to make this our church community. This is our church family. So we're here. Um, we love this church. We kind of, I've been reading a lot of Henry Nguyen, or Henri Nguyen, however you pronounce it, during this time off. And he felt for his journey, it really spoke to us when he, he changed from kind of leading to coming alongside. He said he felt the Lord say to him, it's time to go from being in front to living alongside. So that's what we feel we want to do. We're kind of laying it all down. I'm laying down my role, but um, we want to be fully present here. We want to live alongside you guys. I, not in some sort of commune, although I'm up for that. I often joke, I, I kind of would love to form a commune in some way. Someone's definitely like, I'm definitely not coming back. Um, we're committed to working this out. Come, let's call the spade a spade. It might feel really odd. Like it might feel really weird, but that's all right. Like if we're a problem, just tell us to clear off. Like if we like it, we just got to work this out together. But we want to be part of it and we want to be cheering people on and we want to show up and add our strength and voice where we can. I want to take this opportunity before I move on to, to thank. Uh, ooh. To thank Candy and John, Ralph, Katie, Karim, Vicky, Susie, Sarah, Luca, and I forgot. I want to thank the team, trustees, you guys. Just some wonderful people. You've been so supportive. And I want to take this time to publicly thank and honour the team. And the trustees. We've got some precious friends here. You guys know who you are, who've walked alongside us and loved us. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you guys. Sunday, the 10th of July, will be my official last Sunday. Um, well, I hope it's not the last Sunday. You know what I mean, not my last Sunday, the last Sunday here. Um, on team, on staff, and the guys have asked me to share. It feels right that I share as well. I'd love to just, you know, one of those messages where you're like, man, this could be the last time I speak ever. I'm just going to, I might do it in fancy dress or something. I don't know. Yeah. Is that you, Barney? <laughs> I see that beard. Um, in the meantime, my role will be very much as a support role because uh, it doesn't feel right or appropriate to kind of give a sharp lead and that sort of stuff because we've very much been doing this together so it feels right and appropriate that I'm 
I'm present in meetings, one-to-one, just coming alongside. So I want to add my voice and my strength wherever I can with whatever help that will be. Um, so we're, gonna, we're here. We're here. So if any of you want to catch up, give me a shout. Like generally, if you want to have a brew and catch up, give me a shout anytime. It would be lovely. Um, as you know, there's been this discovery team in place, or we lovingly refer to as the disco team. Um, has been in place to help figure out what um, leadership looks like going forward. And there's a conversation space, as I'm sure you're aware, in a couple of weeks where that will be discussed a little bit more. So the timing of this feels good and right as well. But it's kind of, it's not in a void or a vacuum. There's been a lot of work and effort and tears and brave conversation. Lots going on behind the scenes that you wouldn't otherwise be aware of. That's why I want to honour these guys. Um, because there's a, such a deep passion and love for this community. So this, this discovery team is figuring out the shape and the team of this core leadership team going forward. So more information will, will come in the coming weeks, literally in two weeks' time. But just to say, Emma and I, we want to cheer on that team. We want to be a support and encouragement wherever we can, if it's helpful. So it's really like a passing of the baton moment, if you like. And I want to be really modest. Like, it's not me that's been carrying a baton. It's us that's been carrying it. But for my part in the race, I want to hand it on as best I can to a team. To a team. And like any relay race, like, you know in any relay race, the, run, the individual runner, be that, is it four or eight in a relay race, um, they don't just think about their little leg. Their concern is how can I get this into the next person's hands well and how can I encourage them to run well? So that's what it's about. We want, I want to hand over whatever part I've played as well as I can. Knowing it will be clumsy and clunky at points, but I want to cheer on the next team. Run alongside for a little while, but then sort of drift into the background, if you like. So it's about passing on a band. And I just want to say, before I share something very briefly, I know this is a bit sort of odd, like patchy. I love you guys. I love this church community. Thank you so much for the love and the care that you've shown. Thank you. Thank you for receiving us six years ago. Uh, bless you. been a privilege genuinely to, to serve um, in, in whatever capacity I've been asked to. It's been an honour to step in across the last year and just help find steadiness. But I've not done this alone. I've served along a fantastic, alongside a fantastic, fantastic team and many, many people behind the scenes that you just wouldn't know about. But it's handover time and I want you to know, although there's tears, it'd be, it'd be weird if there wasn't. Plus, I'm a Greek man, and we like I'm an emotional thing. Like we, I find it hard not to cry at times. Thank you, thank you so much. I'd like to just share something before we pray, if that's right. Really, it's along the same lines of how we arrived here. It's about following peace. We were part of a movement of churches many years ago called New Frontiers, 
And one of the kind of founding fathers of New Frontier is a guy called Dave Holden, who worked alongside another guy called Terry Verdo. He was at a conference, we were at a conference years and years ago, and he was talking about, it's interesting, it's Pentecost as well now, because he was all talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how you follow God. And he said, do you know how you follow God? Do you know how you follow the Holy Spirit? And you're waiting for this million dollar answer. Like, Tell me, tell us, lead us. He just said, you just keep following peace. And when peace lifts, you stop and you wait and you linger and you look for peace again and then you go again. And it's one of these things that have stayed with me for most of my Christian life. And I've given it out as encouragement and advice to so many people. And this last season, it's felt like, oh man, we need to live in this now. And I know it's a pretty simplistic, but I want to ask you, what, what does life look like for you? What decisions are in front of you? We'll, we'll, we'll land on this in a little bit. What huge decisions might be in front of you? Because you only need to live long enough to know at some point in your life, there's going to be a massive decision. Job, moving, health, whatever that might be. How do you follow God? Keep following peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We know that of his government and peace, there'll be no end. He's the Prince of Peace. That same spirit that raised Christ from death now lives and abides in us. That's what we're celebrating today. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, Christ in me. Christ in us. Now Jesus says, I think it's John 14, 27, I think. He's talking to his disciples. He says, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I don't give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Maybe you need to hear that. This is Jesus saying, saying this to you. My peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. You know, we have the spirit of Jesus, the one that he said is just like me. The one who will guide you into all truth. It's good that I'm going because I'm going to send him. As Andy set up worship, you know, there's this promise. The promise was coming. We're people of the promise. We're children of the promise. The promised Holy Spirit. The presence of Jesus. The third person of the Trinity. The Godhead. God himself, the Holy Spirit, now lives and abides in us. So he is the best GPS sat-nav you can ever have, like genuinely. And he won't just try and shortcut you across a field or tell you that Maps is no longer online. He'll always lead you and guide you beside quiet and still waters to restore and refresh your soul. It might look completely different than what you expected. Because I want to be honest with you, when we stepped out for this break, we hadn't made this decision. But just creating some time to say, Spirit of God, speak. Jesus, lead us. It's been confusing. It's felt like we've walked fully. But bit by bit, he said, keep walking. Keep trusting. Keep moving. Keep following peace. And that's what we've tried to do. I want to share these few scriptures with you that have been like stakes in the ground for me because I hope you know that the word of God, like we are the people of his presence, the people of promise, 
But we only know that because of this. This is your daily bread. This is my daily bread. This is our daily bread. And scripture can be like an anchor to us. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. You know it well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Maybe you need to hear this today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I have no idea what we're going to do next. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And if I trusted my understanding, I'd be at home now just listening to Luther Vandross, eating grapes, sitting in the dark on my own. But I'm not trusting, sorry, that's ridiculous. I'm not trusting in my own understanding. I'm trusting, I want to, my understanding is ridiculous. I want to trust his understanding. I want to acknowledge him in all of my ways and trust that he's going to make my path straight. There it is. Just look at those verses for a moment. Proverbs, and these are the verses that moved us from Hastings as well. And it's been the same verses that we've held on to. Proverbs 16, 9, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord establishes or determines his steps. So it's right to plan, it's good to plan, we've got to do that with the Holy Spirit, but know that the Lord will guide you. Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. For the sake of time, I'm not going to do this, but if you're taking a Notes, write in your journal, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. It's where Jesus says, don't be anxious about anything. And we've been anxious. Everything. About everything. But Jesus says, don't be anxious about anything. What you wear, what you drink, what you eat, where you live, what you do. Look at the lilies, look at the birds. How much more will your heavenly Father give to you? But he says, seek first the kingdom of God. So friends, I want to encourage us to be those people that seek first his kingdom. To seek first the king and his kingdom. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be given to you. So I wonder for the sake of time, I'm, I'm just going to hand back to you in the mobiles, that's all right. I don't know what to do <laughs> and just run away. Um, but I just want to ask you some questions. Maybe just close your eyes for a minute. What does life look like for you? What decisions are you facing? What's in front of you? Where do you feel the Lord leading you? Or maybe he's completely silent, so you, you think. Where do you need to know Jesus? Where do you need to experience his, his peace and his grace for you? Come, Holy Spirit. As you think about those questions, why don't you just say again, come, come Holy Spirit. Come, Spirit of God, and speak to us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come bring peace, clarity, and conviction, and joy, 
and healing, whatever, whatever we need. Come, Holy Spirit. Let me ask you those questions again. What, what is it you need? What is it you're facing? What is it that you need to experience the Prince of Peace in and through? Yes, as I just hand back to Ralph, just pray. Take some time just to pray. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, findlife.co.uk, or follow us on Instagram. God bless and see you soon.